Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning everybody and welcome back. This morning we're in 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, still and I'm going to carry on the verses that me and Andy have been looking at over the last few days. So 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, verses 19 to 22 say this, Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good and abstain from every form of evil. Now, it's important to see that what Paul is doing here is he's setting up a kind of a main category and then they're saying there's kind of subcategories within that. So he's opening up this section by saying, do not quench the spirit. Okay, so if you imagine it like that's the main heading. And then if you like, there's kind of a colon that comes after that. So what does it mean to not quench the spirit? Well, it means to, to not despise prophecies, but to test everything, to hold fast what is good, and to abstain from every form of evil. Now, these don't um, kind of sum up what it means to uh, enjoy the spirit or to not quench the spirit. Um, For instance, uh, honouring the way that God is transforming your own life and wanting to uh, live up to the calling that he's given and to obey his law, these also come under the category of not quenching the spirit. But Paul isn't drawing here an exhaustive list of every way we can not um, quench the spirit. In fact, as we've been saying the last few days, the specific context here is really not quenching the spirit in the um, context of a gathered body. So we're a group together. How do we not quench the spirit as a group? Now, one easy answer that we'd go to, uh, which he starts with, is do not despise prophecies. Now, I think that when we talk about the spirit, we are almost always uh, talking about kind of the spiritual gifts, certainly in in, um, the way we speak today. Uh, The spirit brings the gifts to the church. And so one easy way we can see we don't want to quench the spirit is allowing prophecy to be a practiced gift that we don't despise. And, and so um, that's something that we want to see happen. That's something that we want to do in church. We want to see prophecy practice. And, and prophecy, we have to bear in mind, isn't so narrow as just saying something spontaneous or saying something for the future. Prophecy, really, throughout the Old and New Testament, is about not so much foretelling, but forthtelling. It's about um, discerning God's will. It's about unpacking God's revelation. So sometimes that involved saying uh, things for the future, but sometimes that means expounding truths that have already been revealed. So many of the prophets, for instance, in their prophecies, teach God's law. And so preaching today is a form of prophecy. And so that's one form of prophecy that we shouldn't despise. We're called to test everything. That's another thing we do. And as we test, we uh, have two categories, what we do as a result of that test. We hold fast what is good, but in verse 22, we abstain 
from every form of evil. And they're really what I want to focus on this morning. Now, verse 19, Paul kind of gives us an image to start with. He says, do not quench the spirit. Now, the, the verb he uses there in its most kind of literal sense is the verb you use for uh, a fire that's being snuffed out. Now, it's used elsewhere in a kind of a more uh, metaphorical usage for, for stopping something like it is here. He's not actually saying that there is you know, the spirit is actually a fire. The word fire doesn't appear here. He's just using the, the verb metaphorically. But nonetheless, he's setting up an image as though uh, the spirit is among us like a fire. Now, what can we do as a gathered body to make that fire grow, not shrink? What can we do to um, stoke that fire? And what can we do, what should we not be doing that would quench it? Now, one of the things that we obviously know you need to do with a fire to keep it going is to keep putting logs on it. One of the things that you can um, easily do to stop a fire is by putting something that's log-sized but isn't a log on it. That will kill the fire. If you have a big PVC tube, for instance, and stick that on, that's not going to help it. Now, one of the reasons I think that's so significant is because... When we think of not quenching the spirit, we shouldn't just think of making sure that we allow the gifts to have their place in church. It's not just about making sure that we have space for prophecy, making sure we have um, space for other people to express the gifts that God's given them. But it's also about not doing some things, about not um, uh, allowing some things to happen. Uh, sometimes in church history, there has been such an emphasis on uh, making space for the spirit that spontaneity kind of becomes um, the goal of meeting together. We just want a very undefined uh, church service as long as the spirit can move. And ironically, you get some churches which say, well, no, we have no order of service. We have no liturgy. We don't do anything. And yet, if you go to those churches week after week, you find they do the same thing week after week. Um, which, as I say, is not an insult because there's nothing wrong with order. More what I'm saying is if we are so focused on um, not quenching the spirit, sometimes that can result in a kind of a thirst for sp spontaneous action. And sometimes when that has kind of spilled over and, and filled itself up to its measure, you have found places where really uh, things which have no warrant in the Bible, things which are really quite damaging to the biblical witness about God and who he is, being presented as good things because the Holy Spirit's done them. I think, for instance, of uh, scenes where you have uh, people on all fours barking like animals and it's being attributed to a move of the Spirit. And they would say, well, we're just allowing the Spirit to be spontaneous. But the irony is, by not testing everything, by not holding fast what is good and abstaining from what is evil, they have done uh, the most evil thing, which is attributing something to God's Holy Spirit, which doesn't come from him. Attributing something unholy to the Holy One. Now that is obviously a, a significant uh, sin as in those words that I say. Um, and so part of not quenching the spirit 
uh, and part of stoking up that fire is making sure that we are uh, uh, that every log that goes on the fire is indeed a log. Not everything that looks like a log is going to help the fire. Things which aren't in line with what God has revealed need to not come forward. Now, in order to do that, of course, there needs to be some order. Now, as I was talking about spontaneity a moment ago, spontaneity can be a very good thing. And, and we often uh, need perhaps to make more space for God to move in a way we haven't expected in church. But we must hold that in balance with order. And just think of 1 Corinthians 14, for instance. The whole chapter is about uh, making space for the gifts in church. And yet the message that keeps coming through is, but do everything in orderly fashion. God is a God of order. Even our spontaneity must be orderly, which sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it shouldn't be. And part of not quenching the spirit is, uh, is allowing God's character to be seen through the way that we conduct our services. To... Um, that that our uh, testimony, that the way that we act lines up with God's character, that God is a God of order, the way that we worship him is orderly, even with the spontaneity. So as I say, if we do want to be careful to not quench the spirit, then a subcategory of that is testing everything, holding fast to what is good, and abstaining from every form of evil. There needs to be order in the way that we approach God. I mean, just a few verses uh, previously, in, in verse 14, we looked at where it says, admonish the unruly or the idle. The uh, the word there means the, the unorderly, the ones who aren't standing in line. Why is that so wrong among God's people? Because God is a God of order. And so now in this corporate context, talking about uh, worshipping God as a body, we also there focus on abstaining from every form of evil, testing what is good, all those things. And we do that through orderliness. So just to sum up, the message is, do not quench the spirit. How do we do that? By honouring the gifts that God brings forward, but by testing them. To make sure that not everyone who claims to have something from God, um, to, to, to knowing that not everyone who claims to have something from God actually does. And sometimes these things need to be tested. And we need to reject those things which might sound good on the surface, but don't match up with God's revelation. And so what it's really doing for us is it's reminding us that everything must come back to scripture. Everything must come back to God's primary uh, revelation. So that's the challenge for us. We want to be a charismatic church. We want to be a church that seeks God and seeks the gifts. But we don't want to do that at the cost of attributing something to God that doesn't come from him. So let's not quench the spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given your spirit. Lord, we thank you for the gifts that come uh, from him. Lord, we pray that we wouldn't uh, quench your spirit in our services, in our gatherings, that we would test everything, that we would hold to what is good, that we would uh, abstain from every form of evil. Lord, help us to um, reflect your character in the way we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.